Well, you could just do this one if you want, Luke. Do you, want, do you want to just do this one? Would that be easier? What do you prefer talking to three people? Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm backstage in the cooling down area for a band called Symbols. I'm going to pass this microphone around to the two guys who would like to do this interview. If anyone else wants to, three? Three people will be participating. So I'm going to pass around, and it would be great if you guys could introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Jack. Um, yeah, I sing. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke. I'm the bassist. Hi, I'm Dan. I play keyboards. Hi, guys. Thanks for being on my show. So this is the last night of this tour. So at the end of the show, how are you guys going to go crazy? Oh. And <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably just walk around, like not talk and like do handstands and stuff. I don't know. what. what, what yeah. uh, I don't think we'll go too crazy tonight. Um We've gone crazy the whole tour, so tonight's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last, last night we really tried to go crazy, and then just, no. Like, every stage, it was like, no, you cannot come into this bar. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Yeah. So, I, would quite li- I would quite like to go crazy, because I feel like I've missed out on a lot of the craziness, because I had problems with getting a visa uh, to go to the US. Uh, so I missed out on part of the tour. And uh, so, yeah, I That's want to do some crazy. I've got some catching up to do. Yeah. Since this is the last night of the current tour, what's been the best and worst part of the journey for you I think our show in LA was the best gig we've played so far um, also Seattle yesterday the block party was really good fun um, it was a huge crowd but I think LA there was like people dancing everyone was like really into it which was quite a nice surprise because we've never been there before and I wasn't sure if people were going to be into it um, yeah it's all been good everything's been just really nice surprise there's been loads of people at every show which is great because this is our first like proper US tour so you kind of worry like oh, are people going to know who this band from London is, are they going to be into it? And it's been really good all along the way. Yeah, that's been amazing. Um, what's the worst part? Last night we uh, we tried to go to a ho- we went to a hotel and we left Seattle about midnight and went to this hotel and they they'd uh, accidentally let our rooms to someone else, so we couldn't find a hotel. And we had to drive to Canada to find a hotel, <laughs> and we got we went through the border at three a.m. and uh, and it, yeah, it was just. That was, I think that was the low point, Absolutely. right? Yeah. We'd, had, we'd had a really long day because uh, we had to get up for a radio session really early yesterday morning. Um, and Hook in particular, who's uh, been an amazing tour manager for us, um, you know, uh, was driving all day. Um, so yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty low. <laughs> all right. So now I'm going to play a track by Symbols. So I'm going to be playing The Natural World. So how would one of you guys like to tease this song for the listener? <laughs> um, it's very simple. Our band is called Symbols, and this is a song from our album, The Age of Fracture, called The Natural World. Is that enough? Is that okay? I was gonna call it like that's the that's the basic. But how about like tease them? They would like they want to listen to this song. This song is a little bit interesting because it's I'd say it's probably the second or third most erotic song on the album. <laughs> is that teasing enough?
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard The Natural World, Off the Record, The Age of Fracture, by a band called Symbols. I'm backstage with the band. I would love it if I could get one of you, preferably not the one who teased it, to talk a bit about this song. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so this song was like 100% collaborative. We wrote it all together. Dan wrote um, some like kind of weird synth like uh, a demo of it that was like Jean-Michel Jarre or something and uh, I, I took that we jammed that as a band and messed around with it I took it home wrote words I wrote this chorus to it that when I first wrote it sounded completely ridiculous like it was kind of like trying to be like Whitney Houston or something like that and um yeah, and then it just it sounded kind of pretty weird when we tried it together, and then it just kind of worked. And it was great. Also, like, in the studio with our producer Dreamtrack, we had like this moment where we were just kind of like extending it, and we kept extending it and extending it and extending it. And then we were like, "Why don't we add this violin part? Or why don't we like add this arpeggiate or like weird bit?" And it was like a really nice. It kind of like just kind of all came together at various stages and kind of happened. So um yeah it's been it's been nice and uh, what one of the great things about it was we um we got a video made with a dancer who was an old friend of mine from paris um who came over on the eurostar and danced around east london um in a kind of weird way and uh and so that was that was like uh i don't know that was just something i was happy to have been involved in making just as a thing to put out into (laughs) into the world so yeah so your record it's called the age of fracture you took it from a book by a guy called Daniel T. Rogers. I'd love you to just briefly mention what the book is about and then how that book affected your life. <laughs> okay, right, sure. Um, right, so that book um, is about, it's kind of like a history book and it t- traces like how in um, all the universities, like a kind of dominant way of thinking became, or, 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 or just a, a kind of overarching way of thinking became that there are no like big like histories of like like simple narratives throughout history actually it's all like much more complicated and much more fragmented and it's all about local and particular kind of diverse stories and and so you find yourself like I went to university and, and did, did history and you find yourself like always trying to make like complicate the issue and be like oh it's not that simple it's more complicated it's more like fragmented it's more diverse and that just became like my like default approach to life even and this book was really cool reading it because I kind of realized how much I thought that way and how like I was like hang on a minute like and and how much my friends think that way as well and um and the book kind of traces so it traces the history of that and that was a kind of eureka moment I guess like looking outside yourself and thinking oh hang on a minute like I kind of think that way partly because I've just like been taught that way um but the book also traces at the same time like how in like you know capitalist like market systems that became like the the main way of thinking was that oh it's all about like the market and the market is random and diverse and like you can't there's no like single thread you can't like regulate this like single kind of overarching like force in the market it's like all random and so that actually with all like the universities and like the 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 left like the left ends up being like really comfortable with that whole like capitalist (laughs) kind of free market thing and so it kind of makes friends with it and that's happened like all over the place and so it was kind of a bit it's kind of actually a bit sinister (laughs) like and it made me like it kind of it kind of freaked me out I suppose a a little bit but um I don't know that's all kind of sounds pretty like um so let's end it sinister and relate that now (laughs) let's relate that now to symbols music (laughs) so who would like to relate the sinister part to your music oh well I've only read one chapter of the book um so I guess it's just kind of Jack's thinking, which 
comes in. But the music's all over the place, really. So I don't think there, we could say there's one theme for the music. Yeah. Um, but it was just something, I guess, a book Jack was reading as he wrote the lyrics. That's the theme. Yeah. Um, and that's why the album, I think, works, is because we were all bringing in little bits of what we were all into at the time and working together. It was very collaborative with our producer, Dream Track, as well. He was kind of like a fifth member of the band. Yeah, maybe there are, there are dark elements, there are light elements as well. I don't think the whole thing's sinister. I feel like it's quite a diverse album. Yeah. So a lot of people describe symbols as rough around the edges. So what's one rough edge you'd like to polish and one that you'd never want to change? Well, I think I can answer that because I, I saw symbols quite a few times before I joined the band and they were a lot, lot rougher. And that's what kind of drawn me to them. That's why I liked going to their gigs. So I want to keep it as rough as possible. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want it to get too polished. You know, we n- never want to be the, one of those bands that's like, you know, like you two, like running all these synchronized light shows and everything's like on a backing track and stuff. We don't want to be like that. We want to keep things pretty, pretty fresh and, and rough. And I like it when you go to see bands and you, you kind of don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what, what to expect from them. And I hope we do have a bit of that. Um, certainly because our, our singer's an absolute maniac, so you never know what he's going to do next. So. <laughs> You got a response to that? <laughs> I think it's really important that we keep that balance of like of, of, of kind of un- unpolishedness with with stuff which is uh, which is more um, which is more polished, I guess, and, and keeping that uh, like like the synthetic and the organic um, and finding a kind of middle path between those. Um, so we wouldn't want it ever to be, as as Luke said, to be completely polished. So, what's one thing that you're happy that you're a little bit more polished about in your approach to your music? I. Th- I think when I first saw them, they were a three-piece, and it was quite trashy. But now I think having it as a four-piece, you can kind of consolidate things and make, like, definitely with the drums and the bass, I feel like it's a lot tighter. Maybe that tidies things up, and it gives these guys a bit more freedom to kind of do that kind of rough stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think having, like, a good... I am always love a good rhythm section. Obviously, being a, a bassist, it's good to have a real solid kick and snare in the back and, you know, just tight bass lines. So I think that's a good, a good way Symbols has developed. When we started, um, we were kind of uh, well. Most of us were playing instruments that we weren't actually weren't actually our first instruments. That we weren't really very good at. Like I was never really a very good synth player. Still not really. But um, and uh, and our ah. dr- <laughs> and our drummer back then um, was uh, w- was actually more a bass player. And I think I think the first time he played drums was with us. Is that right? Um, so so you know that that was cool. But it's also quite nice that we now are playing with people who actually can play their instruments. <laughs> <laughs> your first record, Unlearn, your record label described that as a snapshot of a charming naivete. So what's this record, The Age of Fracture, a snapshot of? I think it definitely will always remind me of the kind of summer a couple of years ago. It was quite, for me personally, like I, that summer being in London with like the Olympics and stuff was when we were writing the record and it was quite good weather. And I just remember like we partied quite a lot and I'm hanging out and like rehearsing, like writing the songs was fun. We, we kept going back to like the cool studio and we, we laid some tracks on this boat called Lightship in, in East London. That was really cool. I just remember sitting outside there and just drinking coffee. And it was just a really beautiful summer to be in London. And that's when we wrote the songs. And I had just joined the band before that. So I was getting to know these guys and we we're hanging out a lot. And it, was, it just felt like a really good time. So it'll always remind me of that period when we were writing it over that summer. I think it's time to play another track. I'm going to play Erosion next off The Age of Fracture. I would love it if somebody could tease that track for me. Who would like to do it? Uh, <laughs> um, this song is called Erosion. Uh, I can't think of what's up. Yeah, you do it. You do. Um, okay, yeah, so this is a rare, a rare song because it started as like a song on, a, on the guitar, which is like very odd on our, on our album. 
Um, but yeah, so it started out as a guitar. You're going to listen to it, and he's going to tell us more after we come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> symbols we're all sweating a little bit because it's summertime you just heard the track erosion off the age of fracture i've got the members of the band here with me all trying to cool down with various beverages and making the door into a fan and i would love it if i could get jack to finish his thought about this track Mm. 
So yeah, um, yeah. What's this song about? Um, yeah, it's it, it's weird because when we wrote it, it started. It came in as this guitar song, which is not something we normally do, and um, we kind of jammed it together. And there was it was pretty divisive. Everyone was like, "Oh, this is like it's quite different from the other stuff we do," and uh, and we were like, "Is this kind of just super lame and terrible?" And then it's ended up being like. Um, I don't know, being a great song for us and I love playing it live and what's great about it on the record is everything's at like a, a fairly similar kind of BPM like 110, 120 BPM and then this song is like 140 it's like it takes everything like way faster suddenly on the record so yeah I was reading a March 2014 interview with you guys where you're talking about balancing your music with your quote-unquote good day jobs so I'm hoping I could get you guys to talk about being musicians and juggling it all yeah um Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, we do work. We, we've got jobs and stuff. I mean, I guess we're kind of trying to spend more... Like, I'm moving towards spending more time more time doing this in future. But I'd rather, I think I'd rather not go into the detail about, about I mean, a day job. The, the only thing I could say about it is, of late, Symbols have had very limited time to spend together. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we really only get together for like maybe three, four hours a week, which is exciting because we have to work hard. And we have to be really focused and try and get the songs out. A lot of the times we're not. A lot of times we just mess around and chat. Sometimes it's like concentrated, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. we have like concentrated times and we're like, yeah, it is. It is a tricky thing to balance. But we, I think we do a good job of squeezing the time in, and it makes you love the music even more because it's like you get away from work and you're like, right, let's let's play some tunes. Let's let's do things like this. Like we're touring the West Coast of America, which is really exciting, you know. And it's like something you really you want to be doing all the time. So this is like this is what it's all about. Yeah, we talked a bit about how like, it would be amazing to be able to spend all the time making music. But then at the same time, I don't know, if we were, maybe it wouldn't be as special or maybe um, maybe we'd end up not liking each other. Or I don't know what would happen. It would be, it'd be weird. Yeah, sure. It's it's difficult. It's, it's like really difficult and it's really frustrating. But I got a friend who was saying to me that he thinks that um, when, you're, when you are working, it's like you're squeezing out like a... You're squeezing out the, the, you know, like a lemon or something. You're like squeezing out the, 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 the good bits of your inspiration or your creativity or whatever. Because you've got so little time, you have to like, you know, concentrate it into these little moments. And if you just had all the time in the world, maybe you'd actually like not be as fresh and not be as, you, you might stagnate a bit or whatever. So, it, so that's, that's like something I can tell myself to cheer myself up. But then at the same, at, at the same time as that... Um, it is it is really tough i mean it's it's kind of it, it i find it crazy that we've managed to put a record out and you know it's got reviewed and we're touring and all this kind of stuff while we're still work while we've been working all of us have been working full time like <laughs> so i think as an encouragement to other bands musicians as well we've proven that you can do it like you don't need to have this huge record deal you know it's like we're doing stuff we're doing cool stuff playing cool shows and releasing <laughs> records it's like it is possible you just have to work your ass off basically <laughs> So can you guys talk about maybe a session where you guys got together, we're writing, and you only have three hours, and you're at, you know, two hours and 30 minutes, and you're just starting to get into the zone to write the song? What do you guys do to time manage? Wow. Yeah. Um, Does it happen that, like that? Yeah, that's just, that's like the story of our lives. It just happens all the time. We're always short of time. Like, we, the first the Unlearn we put out, we just put out, um, I mean, it's not really an album, it's just like a collection of demos, so it's like our first year, because everything we wrote we put out. <laughs> Um, and and now it's like we've we just got so many songs we've got like a backlog of demos because me and Dan and, and yeah well, all of us are kind of writing in our spare time as well and bringing songs in and we've got like loads of demos at home and you know so it, we're always short for time it's always we always want to write more and we're always like trying to find slots together to write and 
I guess like all the technology kind of helps and makes people be able to do it now. You know, you can like you can take laptops home and you can like you know work at stuff at home, which you couldn't do, I suppose, in the past. Um, but that but that does stretch your brain and your brain starts to get you know I think our all our short term memories are totally fucked. Sorry, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I think it's really interesting, uh, like that that kind of getting that balance between being perfectionist and um, and just putting things out there. Uh, I remember reading, uh, I think Jack sent it to me actually, uh, a really interesting article uh, in the New Yorker about this like really pop um, uh, production group um like two two guys from um norway and this this woman from brooklyn um and they would like they would write like a hundred songs a day and they would be incredibly ruthless and like only the ones which they knew could be number one uh would would they would do anything with um and the others would just go by the wayside and we can't we we could never be that ruthless i don't think but it's it's really interesting just trying to figure out like we have started to be ruthless we started started, it's like like i say we used to like like our first thing we just released all our demos the first year and then now we you know there's loads of songs that didn't make it onto the record and and it's a bit more like that recently like we spent spent some time writing recently wrote like four or five songs one of them we're like there's one we're like we're gonna keep that (laughs) so all right I think that I would like to play another Symbols track at this point, and I'm going to play the track You Are. So I would love it if somebody could tease that one. Who would like to volunteer? Okay. <laughs> um, this is, uh, I think I think I'm right in saying it's the only song uh, that we've released which has come from a demo by Luke. Um, and uh, Oh no, sorry, I didn't mean that in a bad way. No, because it's one of my favorites. Oh no, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean it to come out bad. Um, but it's uh, but it's it's one of my favourites, um, and uh, it, it's it's actually a really uh, it's one of the songs that I get most emotional about playing. I think, um, and I don't think I was ever expecting that we would do it live. But when we do, it's one of my favourite ones to play, um, and it seems to go off really well. Like yesterday, especially in Seattle. You are the sun.
symbols we're backstage and it's about time for luke to talk about this song i think <laughs> oh yeah i i just had this little demo i wrote christmas time a few years ago and um never thought anything of it and then jack kind of turned these like weird synth parts i put on it into vocals and wrote some great lyrics and then it worked as a band worked as a four piece you know we dropped this like solid drum track underneath it and i feel like it was it turned into a proper song so yeah, it's a thrill to play it live. I think I agree with Dan. It's one of the best songs live because it's got quite good dynamics. And um, yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> I've read that you guys have said that there's three to four versions of all the songs that you have lying around. So I'd love you to maybe, since we just heard you are, to talk about different versions of that one that are floating around and why that version didn't make the cut. Huh. 
So there's Luke's original, there's like the synth demo that has like, so a lot of times it's quite interesting because we've, rather than me like sitting down, because I, I did do like the lyrics to the record, but rather than sitting down and, and writing all the, all the melodies for the lyrics, a lot of uh, vocal melodies come from synth parts actually. So like, um, you know, I, like Luke said, he wrote, we've got this original version, which is like just all synths and like drum machines and stuff. Um, I don't know what other version, it was probably like loads of rehearsal versions. Because what we end up doing is someone writes an electronic demo and then we just tear it up as a band and we just play it live. So we end up ripping it apart and like taking one bit of it and just, you know, looping that around. And we've done that recently on tracks, haven't we? Like, like Dan always writes the tracks that Dan writes have like so many melodies to them like they've just got so many hooks and like loads of synth hooks and stuff and we end up like trying to i don't know making like several songs even of like one one song like maybe the like longest process was with our song like an animal um which uh which jack originally wrote with acoustic guitar and vocals um and then we did a version of it as a live band which again which was very different um and then uh then i wrote some synth parts over that and it kind of sat around for ages and ages and i think we we weren't sure that it was one of our best songs and then our manager just happened to hear it i think on like a load of yeah jack hated it um uh despite having written it <laughs> uh, then our manager Stephen, uh heard it um ages afterwards recorded that like early demo and was like oh you, you definitely need to record that song it's a great song um and so we, we did a proper version of it but probably like two or three years after jack had written the original demo did we actually release it um and i think it's one of our best songs it's the one that we closed most of our gigs with um it's a bit of a banger all right thanks for that guys i appreciate it speaking of closing i think it's about time that we leave this sweat box and end the interview so i appreciate your time thank you for sweating with me in this back room for a little bit of time i will end the show with the end by symbols off their record the age of fracture i would love one or more of you to talk a bit about this song as i bring up the music well the end is a perfect example of a song that took a long time to write and there's a lot of different versions of but we feel the best way to experience this song is probably to watch the video which you can you can get online um it just really it captures london life throughout a period of 24 hours it's a real we think it's a real london song um and yeah i hope it kind of does capture that kind of weirdness of like the end the end of the night in london like maybe when you're leaving a club and walking around the streets kicking kicking trash under your feet and yeah, maybe Jack could say something about the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's funny because it's such a London song, but it's got this French kind of bit at the beginning. And um, it, I think that's fine because, like, this, there's a massive, like, French contingent in London. Like, there's, like, a French newspaper in London. Like, there's loads of French people there. So it, I, think you can, I think you can experience... I think those, those, like, spoken bits are kind of also about, like, the night out in, in London, which um, maybe it's, like, a European thing, <laughs> let's call it. But, um, yeah, I don't... I, I don't know. I don't think it... Yeah, I think there's, there's much more to say about the lyrics. Make of them what you will. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's also just, like, partly about being a teenager, like, when I was a teenager in Paris, going out, uh, you know, in high school and stuff. So. All right, so we're going to listen to The End by a band called Symbols. Guys, thank you very much for being on my show. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thanks, thanks Steve. <laughs> thank you very much.
Hi, I'm Dan, and I'm from Symbols, and you're listening to the interview show. Sorry, I'll try that one again. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan, I'm from Symbols, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Hi, my name's Jack Cleverly, I'm in a band called Symbols, you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. <laughs> 